Are you stuck in a rat race of schedules, to-do lists, and other people's priorities? Maybe you can't even remember when the last time you felt fully engaged with your body, your mind, and your surroundings. If this resonates with you, then you are in the right place. I am Susan Sanders, and I'm here to teach you about sustainable productivity. Each week, I'll be coming to your ears with lessons to create a life that you can fully engage with. Some weeks will be bite-sized moments of inspiration and sharing. Other weeks will include guests and more in-depth looks at doing the right things in a way that you can maintain over time. Let's get started. Today's episode is about stress. Some people think it's odd to talk about stress within the health and fitness dimension of sustainable productivity instead of the mental well-being dimension. I want to introduce it here because stress can make a significant negative impact to your body. In order to explain it more, we need to bring back our cavewoman, Wilma. We originally met Wilma in the episode about another health and fitness component, sleep. In order to know why our bodies react a certain way, Understanding how we evolve to where we are today is helpful. So let's talk about Wilma. She feels the stress of fighting saber-toothed tigers and whether or not her family would eat well that winter if she doesn't gather and store enough food from the hundreds of miles all around her. Fast forward a millennia and our saber-toothed tiger is whether or not we're going to finish our Netflix binge before the kids wake up to get ready for school. Or the stress of walking into the PTA meeting full of moms who seem to all know each other and have their act together. Or stress is standing in front of the board of directors presenting your idea for next quarter's profit share. None of these things requires the physical energy output of running or fighting for your life like it did for Wilma. This is not to say that today's stimulus does not feel like it requires that physical energy output. That's the point. Your body feels an equal amount of emotional distress today in the boardroom as back in the day in front of the pterodactyls swooping in to kill you. Therefore, your body releases hormones and fuel, and that's calories and nutrients, that's what the fuel is, in the same way it did for Wilma, it does that for you today. Wilma needs calories and nutrients to fuel her fight. Her body responds by releasing cortisol, which in turn floods Wilma's bloodstream with glucose, fast calories, to fight or flee. Cortisol also temporarily suppresses what the body considers systems non-essential to fight or flight or freeze. Some of those systems are the immune system, digestive system, reproductive system, and growth processes. Wilma uses those calories to fight and her family lives to see another day. She relaxes and the non-essential systems return to their normal state. In today's world, we do not need that blast of glucose. We don't need those calories sitting in a presentation or surveying the other PTA moms in the room. But your body doesn't know that. As you feel stress, cortisol and adrenaline give you that anxious feeling and flood your bloodstream with glucose and suppress all non-essential functions. The meeting ends and you leave the stressful situation with your bloodstream still flooded with the glucose your body thought it needed to fight or flee or freeze. If you can now relax, your body thinks you're safe. But after thousands of fights with crafty dinosaurs through prehistoric times, your body knows not to get rid of those calories. 
See, your body really wants to be good to you. Just in case you need those calories later, your body keeps them on standby as body fat stored around your middle, most likely. So let's talk about that fat that accumulates around your middle. It's a different kind of fat than what accumulates in your thighs. It looks different and it's treated differently in your body. One is called visceral fat and one is called subcutaneous fat. Subcutaneous fat is the cottage cheese is what we call it or the media calls it that accumulates underneath our skin on our thighs and our rear, especially as we age. It's usually what we notice first because we consider it to be unsightly because of what we're taught and a judgment to our worth as a person. As far as a health risk, it's not what we should be concerned about, though. The visceral fat is the problem. It is the fat that parks itself around your belly. It is literally a different type of fat. So not only is it more dangerous because it is nearer our heart than the fat in our thighs, but this type of fat around our middle, it wraps itself around our organs, the liver, the pancreas, the intestines, for example. It's like the cat that seems harmless until he wraps himself on your face while you're sleeping and slowly smothers you. As you can imagine, this can cause all sorts of problems like increasing your risk for diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and even dementia. There's an increasing incidence of breast cancer or gallbladder surgery for women. Increasing total cholesterol and LDL, that's the bad cholesterol. But then the flip side is true too. It decreases HDL, it decreases your good cholesterol, and it also decreases insulin resistance. If you continually fill your day with stressful situations, your body never gets the signal that the threat is gone. It does not return to the normal resting state. Adrenaline and cortisol levels do not drop. Your heart rate and your blood pressure never return to baseline levels and other systems cannot resume their regular activities. In addition to anxiety, depression, and issues with concentration, many physical signs and symptoms begin to present themselves as well. This could be digestive problems, you know, stomach ache, diarrhea, things like that, headaches, heart disease, sleep problems, weight gain. The more stress we have in our lives, the greater impact to our physical health. While it is not sustainable to eliminate stress from our lives, reducing our exposure to stress and changing our responses to stress can help us create a sustainably productive life. We'll talk more about what that looks like after a break. This break is brought to you by you. Thank you for hitting play on this episode. I know you have so many choices of podcasts and I appreciate you listening to this one. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review. The more you share the messages about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. One of my missions of the Sustainable Productivity Podcast is to match theory with practice. Real habit change is based in science and research, not just anecdotal advice. Although I will share from my life as well, but these are more examples rather than directive. Before the break, we talked about the science, so now let's talk strategy. Because there are three dimensions of sustainable productivity, I teach about habit change from a perspective that includes all three. 
The first dimension of sustainable productivity is health and fitness, and one recommended adjustment for stress is to build physical activity into your day when you anticipate stressful situations. This is not necessarily the exercise that we talk about when we talk about physical activity and fitness. For example, when I have days when I have deadlines to meet, I schedule my my time in blocks. So I'll work for 90 minutes on the task on the computer, then break for 10 minutes to do a chore or something around the house where I have to move. I might get the mail, go get the trash cans, take out the recycling, put away a stack of laundry. Getting up to move allows my body to use up some of the glucose that blasts through my system when I was on high alert trying to jam through my deadline. The second dimension of sustainable productivity is mental well-being. And one recommended adjustment for stress here is humor. Humor is a great coping mechanism. And I love what Norman Cousins says about laughter being like jogging for your insides. Humor can diffuse tense situations and help you relieve stress during difficult times. There are a bazillion memes on social media. So you could create a laughter folder that you can refer to easily. Or, you know, what if after a particularly difficult meeting, you took three minutes, just go hide in the bathroom, scroll through your phone in the laughter folder before you return to your desk. Those 180 seconds of chuckling to yourself will significantly be better for your health than rehashing the argument from the meeting. The third dimension of sustainable productivity is environmental surroundings. And one recommended adjustment for stress is to figure out what is it about your physical surroundings are stressful for you. Do you hate your bedspread? Pick out a new one for your Christmas list. Or save up and buy it the next time you get one of those Bed Bath & Beyond coupons in the mail. Does taking out the trash feel like a hassle because of where the trash can lives outside? Maybe you could brainstorm other options, see what your neighbors do. Even if you can't come up with solutions to what feels unsustainable, write them down in their own list. Acknowledging the stressor is part of the battle. Once you're more relaxed, say after you've exercised, creative solutions may come faster than you think. These are just a few research-based suggestions. If you have found something that works for you, comment in the post for this episode, or you can reach out to me at susan at sustainablesue.com. I'd love to hear how you made adjustments to create productive results in a sustainable way. You have just listened to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you might like what you read. Come to sustainablesue.com to read more and subscribe to have the weekly message sent to your inbox. You can also get show notes, including links to things discussed in the episode there, sustainablesue.com. Consider sharing this episode with a friend. The more you share the message about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Keep going, friends. As Devin Durant says, small efforts sustained over time can produce significant results. Have a good week.